Welcome to Doctor Who on the Rocks, a podcast where we drink whiskey, discuss the longest running show in science fiction, and arbitrarily assign points to find out who really is the best doctor. I'm Diana, and I've seen it all. And I'm Jen. I've seen nothing. This week, it's the Macra Terror. But first, we're going to need some Macra Whiskey. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> okay, so this week, we are continuing the trend of women, women and whiskey. whiskey. Yeah. And so I picked this one up because there's a... Sweetheart person on the bottle. <laughs> it is called Sweetheart of the Rodeo, and I don't so. think that she's like a historical like person. I just think it's a cute name. Yeah. But it is a husband and wife team mm. out of Fayetteville County, Texas. Mm. So it's like a, a small distillery that I ended up stumbling on, and it is does actually have um, a woman involved with it. So do we know if if their name comes from like the family is a rodeo family or? Oh, that's like a good maybe question. it's like their grandmother, like a grandmother or someone. Sweetheart of the rodeo, just seems sweetheart like. of the rodeo, and it's Michelle and Troy Cooper, mm-hmm. and they're both founders and blenders. Oh, okay. So it's not just like a a company. couple they, like that, they like know. It, yeah, it's like mm-hmm. two people. Two people actively involved with it, which is they, that they know fun. what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michelle was. Oof. Michelle is a Gates Millennium Scholar. Okay. Graduate of uh, UC Berkeley and holds a master's degree from Columbia. Oh. So, like, is actually a badass. Just casually just just being amazing. So, Sweetheart of the Rodeo Mm -hmm. is in reference to Michelle because apparently she has a sweet but potentially fiery disposition. Interesting. Okay. That's why it's called Sweetheart of the Rodeo. Yeah. Yeah, very it um very reminiscent of like Annie Oakley and that kind of like very much so show girl with a gun kind of mm-hmm. which uh, I always like yeah. very Texas very Texas let's see if yeah. it tastes very Texas I don't know what Texas would taste like but like out of it have corn. we had a whiskey yet that you've gone like ah this is what Texas tastes like I mean only by default Harris County because it's everything mm-hmm. was made in the count like ingredients sourced from the county but like yeah. I'd have to go back and look. Definitely not most of them, though. Like, they just taste like whiskey yeah, <laughs> most right. of the time. Right. Yeah. My heart is wanting this one to be good. I hope so. Hmm. Nothing stands out in the smell of it, so that's... A no, it smells like whiskey. Could be pretty yeah. good or bad. Who knows? Yeah, it smells like whiskey. <laughs> Doesn't smell like anything on officials in it. No. Mm-mm. All right. Well, let's try it. It's down the hatch. Cheers. Surprise. It's really a pleasant surprise. I, that's just a, you know, a swing and a hit. Like, it's first taste on your lips is a little sweet, and then it's not until you swallow where you get that like, of whiskey. Yeah, I, and I, I'm, like, I'm a big fan of this one. All right, sweetheart of the rodeo. Not mad at this. Hmm. 
Yeah, that's just like lovely. Nice, strong. Sippable, Mm -hmm. but not overly so, where I feel like I could just like drink it like water. Right. It's got enough of the like burning that I would want, yeah, that Mm -hmm. I would want to take it slowly and be able to experience every part of the experience of taking a sip of whiskey, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm not mad at it. No, when I said before that like my heart wanted it to be good, it was partially because I wasn't, I was afraid of expecting like really anything out of a blind pick like this, but this is not bad. Yeah, this is good. I'm enjoying it. Mm Mm-hmm. It doesn't smell like it smells like whiskey, but it's not overpowering. Even if you breathe it in as you're taking a sip from mm-hmm. a glass, it doesn't like burn. You know, it's definitely a pleasantly surprising burn at the like after you swallow it. So like after the job is done. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to uh, look at their other whiskeys because this is only this is one of six mm. this is have. like their their regular this is just like, their straight their bourbon straight whiskey bourbon. okay mm-hmm. yeah this is just a straight bourbon yum yummy 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 yeah they look like they got some uh, good options in here mm. yeah it makes me excited what's the price point on this one looking like this one wasn't too bad like under 40 would you say maybe it <laughs> might have been i don't think it was 50 I bought several at the same time, and so I don't remember. So you're like, I don't, I don't know the break. I go, town. I know basically what my limit is for what I can buy in one visit, mm-hmm. and that will de- depend on like what grabs what my eye it? first yeah. and like how many weeks I'm buying for at mm-hmm. a time. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I forget to pay attention, because, and numbers you. don't do anything for me. I feel you. They might as well just be like shapes. It doesn't. They don't stick in my head. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. <laughs> I was always that tour guide in the, at the museum where I would even start off my tours going, if you were here for dates, get on out of here. <laughs> I don't know them. Like, not me. But. So uh, now that we've spent some time with it, what do you give it? I'll give it a nine. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know. It's a good one. I'm, I'm actually feeling very similar. Like, this is just a. Ooh. I've, I've found that we tend to gravitate it away from ones that seem to be like good, strong staples that mm-hmm. we like things with a little bit more character in it. Mm-hmm. But this is so strong that I, I think it's just. I think it's great. Absolutely wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. Neat. It is neat, isn't it? It's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love it. I'm also going to. I'm. Uh, <laughs> I'm also going to give it a nine. Yeah. 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 This has been, I, to me, this is, I think, one of the, if not the best straight bourbon whiskey, mm-hmm. like just bourbon that we've had. It's good. Yeah. It's super good. It's a good one. So nines all around. This is good a good job. One. Yeah. Good job. Sweetheart of the rodeo. Good job for your bottling because that is, you know, what drew my eye. Yeah. Yeah. Very and nice. We look forward to exploring more of, uh, oh, hold on. What's the, what's the yeah. distillery called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is by Cooper Family Whiskey. Cooper Family Whiskey. Okay, yeah, thanks, We will Coopers. definitely be exploring more of them. Um, so the husband actually had a pro- prolific career in advertising and mm. marketing. So I'm actually really interested to see kind of like what, else what this do? like powerhouse of a team can, mm-hmm. can do with a, awesome. a small company. Yeah. Yeah, whiskey was just a hobby for him. And then they decided to, you know, jump ship and do it. Be cool in another way. I feel you. That's pretty cool. You know what else is cool? What? Crabs. Oh my God, crabs. 
Not the like genital kind. No, no, they're not cool at all. The crustacean ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and sometimes they're not either. So uh, let's talk about that too. (laughs) All right. So this week, we're talking about the Macra Terror. The Macra Terror. It ran from March 11th to April 1st of 1967. still at the beginning of... Yeah, we are. 1967. 1967. Yep. Uh, So March 11th, Mm -hmm. John Barrowman was born. Do you know who he is? that? All right. Well, almost everybody listening will know who John Barrowman (laughs) is. You would know him... Did you ever watch Arrow? Mm, I've seen just the commercials you probably would recognize john barrowman because uh, he he's like no he no 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 he's not <laughs> arrow. absolutely not but he was a prominent character in mm. arrow and very okay. good and he's in new who okay and, but he was born today we're starting to have some of those like actors that People, will be yeah. involved later that are getting born during this time okay. so i think that's also kind of a cool perspective mm-hmm. and also on march 11th pink floyd released their first singled singled Nope. Single. <laughs> wow. There's no tea. <laughs> At all. Damn. <laughs> oh, Lord. So Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd releases... <laughs> <laughs> Pink <laughs> <the> Floyd <laughs> releases their first single. <laughs> Arnold Lane. <laughs> and the first list of endangered species was issued. Ah, fuck. Yeah. 78 animals. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Um, also, the first phase of the Cambodian War, Civil War, begins. Damn. So, you know, that's fun. But... On March 15th, the world gets a little better because Naoko Takeuchi was born. She writes, she creates mangas. Most notably, she's the powerhouse and beautiful brain that created Sailor Moon. Ooh. Mm. Uh, March 18th, the super tanker Tori Canyon hit a reef and spilled 32 million gallons of crude oil, most of it washing up on the Cornish coast, which is that little bit that goes down underneath Ireland on Mm -hmm. England. So it all washed up into that area. Uh, And it's kind of one of is one of the England's big BP oil spills, gotcha. which huh, was do, do you know who was involved? BP, right? And on the same day, the first use of slow motion instant replay was used hmm. at the ABC Wide World of Sports during the World Series of Skiing. Great, right? Who'd ever thought Who'd skiing ever, is skiing where would be the inaugural the inaugural sport for yeah instant replay instant replay because they could always they could replay and they could slow stuff down but we're talking the like immediate like pause rewind slow down fast forward in the moment by reporters mm-hmm. yeah Damn. uh march 21st charles manson was released from prison um because he had a small stint in it when he, he was, was younger gonna kill again um well when he was released he actually asked if he could stay because prison had become his home and they were basically like that's not how prison works, dude. Right. No, you don't get to like stay. And so he um, moved up to San Francisco, lived on Height and Ashbury, and started gathering the people that would become the Manson family. Right. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> on March 29th, a 13 day strike of all three TV networks in America, ABC, CBS, and NBC, and their radio stations was conducted. Oh, why were they striking? 
unfair working conditions. <laughs> I mean, something. yeah, something. you know, yeah. It, mm-hmm. yeah. Some. Creatives got, yeah, you know, that happens. Mm-hmm. But it was a pretty major one, and it went across all three. Um, yeah. The, the only three. three. Yeah. yeah. There were only three at the time. And then March 31st, Jimi Hendrix burns, burns his guitar on stage for the first time, okay. which becomes a part of his act, right? You know. Um, now, this story was written by Ian Stewart Black, mm-hmm. directed by John Davies. Mm-hmm. Our story editor is still Jerry Davis, and our producer is still Innes Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Does Ian Stewart Black or John Davies mean anything to you? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Ian Stewart Black has written twice before. Okay. He wrote The Savages and The War Machines. Oh. Interesting. Okay. John Davies, this is his... First and only time he's going to work with Doctor Who. And part of that is probably because the BBC came back after this episode aired and was like, why was it so scary? You made it far too scary. How fucking dare you? Oh, Jesus. Now, in our green room, all I really have is that John Harvey, who played Officia, who I don't even know who that is, was also Professor Brett in The War Machines. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which is kind of hard to tell since we watched the animation. Um, but I but, could, she has a similar energy as the other one did. Nope, dude. I thought Officia was the woman at the end, the 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 redhead. Well, considering that John Harvey played Officia, I don't think so. Ah, oh, damn. That's, I thought it was her. Name. No, that yeah. that was my problem with the whole fucking episode. <laughs> who Spoiler is warning. Who? who the fuck is who? I have no goddamn. You're gonna be clue. getting a lot of nicknames and descriptions because oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't holler, hurler, no. medic, medic. No, no, no. I gave up on trying to learn their names. I knew them by sight. I can see that you're talking. That's right. all I got for you. I, that's what I'm telling you. My issue with Doctor Who is this is a and it's like. When the when we have the uh, subtitles, it's great because mm-hmm. then I catch it, mm-hmm. and then I get the names that way. But like any other time, it's very it's hard. hard, and especially because what we're working off of, and this kind of does lead us into our production notes anyway. What we're working off of are extant sound clips, right? And so, like you could tell on this one that the quality wasn't as good, mm-hmm. and like in weird parts where it was like this part was louder, and then when these people started talking, like why can't I hear right, y'all? Exactly because I can't keep it at the same volume. Because if I turn it up for y'all, this is going to blow my eardrums mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so I did find yeah. that I I noticed that in the first episode a lot of where that was a lot a of it a lot of it mm-hmm. yeah it, yeah the volume plus the sound quality. Plus, yeah, no. Yeah, that was tough. Um, but we did get a new title sequence. Mm-hmm. 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 And if you want, we can watch the actual one because the actual one would be in black and white and, and not animated. The one, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But it's still pretty cool. Like, yeah. the title animations at this time were either cuts from like the pilot episode mm-hmm. or still shots that were pieced together with music mm-hmm. and like title card, like in a title yeah. card, right? Mm-hmm. And so the fact that this was not taken from any of the episodes mm-hmm. and the the technicality of how they made the title sequence is actually really interesting, mm-hmm. but is so highly technical with mm-hmm. a lot of very technical filmy words gotcha. that I'm not going to be able to explain them very well. <laughs> but essentially what happens, it's the same concept as feedback on a mic mm. where they, they film the thing. Mm-hmm. 
and it shows up on the monitor mm-hmm. and then they take another camera and they film that monitor mm-hmm. and it creates like a feedback and that's what you get all those wavy lines and shit. Oh. And so then apparently in the beginning when they were experimenting with this, somebody had walked in front of a camera and their face had gone on the first one, right? Oh. And when they showed that to Verity Lambert, she said, basically, get the fuck out of my face right now. That's <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> and so it got like uh, put on the back shelf. But mm-hmm. so they actually used a photo of Patrick Troughton and put it in front of that first camera and did the whole film thing behind and that's where you get his face being all wibbly wobbly Mm -hmm. in the title sequence now so that's kind of fun yeah kind of fun to have a new title sequence what did you think about his face being in the title sequence i mean i didn't realize that was a title sequence (laughs) gotcha (laughs) i was like okay cool Uh, okay So, you know, we're also in the official junking shortly after release era. Mm -hmm, So the mm -hmm. story wasn't even novelized until 1987. Oh, damn. So junked shortly after the novelization is going to be the first chance people have to relive the story, right? Right. So it didn't happen until 1987, but it was one of the first two lost stories to have their audio officially released in 1992. Mm. And Loose Cannon got in in 1998 to do the reconstruction where, you know, when they do all the telesnaps, and mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. which apparently is like way harder, way oh, worse. I'm uh, sure. Apparently. That's the one I've seen before mm-hmm. this. And then the reanimation, which we watched, right. and we actually watched the color one because that's just the first one I found. Um, There's ex- there exists like a black and, black white, and white one. Yeah. Because this episode would originally have been a black and white. Gotcha. So they do both. Gotcha. Uh, and that reanimation was released in 2019. So this is the first time I've watched the animation. Okay. okay. And I remember watching the reconstruction. There are only a couple of pieces remaining of censored footage. Mm -hmm. Censored footage? So in Australia, the Australian TV would cut pieces out to censor it when they originally aired it. Gotcha. And then that original can, that what they aired, put Mm -hmm. patent canister, sent it back to the UK, part of what gets scrapped or they burned and whatever. Got it. But the clips that they cut out for the censor survived. Mm. and so all we have ironically all we have are these censored bits <laughs> which i appreciate <laughs> which means it's why it's why in like other ep- serials where we get mostly the violent bits gotcha because that's it's the part the that censored. got censored oh gotcha mm-hmm. interesting yeah um, but officially there are no episodes of the macro terror remaining uh, so we've already kind of talked a little bit in production about how you felt about the experience of watching it. Uh-huh. But what were your first impressions of the Macro Terror? I just felt like I was watching The Wizard of Oz, but like a part two of The yeah. Wizard of Oz. It was very much the introduction. At first, I was a little thrown off by the music. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Then I realized like, oh, this is, this is why it felt very Ozzy because mm-hmm. it was like weird fucking music. Everyone is like very creepily happy and like... It's like a, a clockwork orange does the Wizard of Oz. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was immediately like, okay, this is going to be like an Oz story, I want to mm-hmm. say. And it was. Yeah. It really I have, was. I have Oz mentioned very early on in my notes as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was my first, uh, my first thought immediate. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that Ben was such a little fucking narc this oh. episode, I was just like... You're, I think... 
when we get to Ben, I think you're going to really live for what my comparison is. <laughs> all right, then I'll save it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that in Ben's section because that's all I have on Ben is him being a little fucking a bitch. A fucking bitch. You know, I, I just, I really, I'm really digging this doctor so far. And mm-hmm. I'll say, I guess I'll save that more for the doctor. But yeah, first impressions. Yeah. I, it was interesting because I remember vividly watching this one mm-hmm. uh, when I watched my last, did my last watch through because mm-hmm. I remember thinking how stupid the, the in the surviving clips, mm-hmm. part of the surviving clips is where the macro attacks Polly. Mm-hmm. And when I was watching this one, I said, I need to go see if this is part of what survived because no fucking way did, this, yeah. did they flip her upside down. Right. And sure enough, in the surviving clips, it's like, Two big flashlights yeah. and then like some like space arms happening, right? Right, And it's yeah. just... Just moving around. Yeah. And you just do big like floodlights for eyeballs. <laughs> and going back and watching it, I uh-huh. remember stopping what I was doing, whatever, and turning and watching this part mm-hmm. because it was part of the only part that survived, right? Right. And thinking, this is dumb. <laughs> it's like, this is what people are talking about when they talk about bad mm-hmm. effects, like mm-hmm. that just don't work well. Um, right. So I liked being able to watch it with the movement and mm-hmm. everything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I liked the animation for it. It was a, a solid story. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to um, breaking it down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before that, let's get into our brief synopsis. Sure. The TARDIS gang lands on a mysterious planet where we are all happy and love helping each other work long, hard hours and do menial tasks to accomplish the good of the colony. Do not mention the macra. The macra do not exist. <laughs> yeah, that's the energy. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, is the energy. So um, let's talk about TARDIS points. Let's do it. So, Jen, mm-hmm. what are TARDIS points? They are our point system. <laughs> and the acronym is <laughs> uh, Terrifically Arbitrary Rankings Determined with Intoxicated Seriousness. Yes, <laughs> queen. Our rankings. <laughs> yeah, I realized when I was editing this past week that um, we've never actually explained them. We just kind of like vaguely say it at the beginning <laughs> and that? hope they catch on. Right, right, right. Uh, so yeah, TARDIS points are our ranking system that are going to determine who is the best. The best. Yeah. <laughs> totally subjective. Um, and, you know... Rankings determined by two almost always intoxicated women. Almost always. 100% guaranteed at this point in the show, we're a little bit intoxicated. You know, this whiskey is good. What's the proofing on this? That's what we didn't talk about. 90, I think. Well, cheers. As we go into these rankings with intoxicated seriousness. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So TARDIS points. Let's start with. The Doctor. How the did doc. we feel about the second Doctor? My love affair with him continues. Continues. It continues. Hardcore. It continues. Um, I think it's very endearing what he does. 
just the whole fact that he plays dumb and is like secretly trying to calculate everything at every time also the fact that like i i would have definitely slapped ben if i would have been the doctor and then ben was being a fucking little narc like you shut the fuck up dude yeah Like, you can stay here if you want to stay here, but, like, get the fuck out of my face with your bullshit, you know? But the fact that he was literally just, like, so patient. You're so confused, aren't you? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. blah. You can't help the fact that you're Quaker Oats wouldn't have been that patient. Quaker Oats would have kicked him out of the airlock. Yep. Quaker Oats would have been like, and this is where you die. Right, and we're, we're just gonna we're just gonna leave. I'm you over here. this relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me your shoe out the door. Yeah, <laughs> out the door. Get the fuck out. <laughs> no, I'm not even gonna ask you for your shoe. No, just get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And I, I loved the doctor's energy this episode. Mm-hmm. This story, the whole like, you must ask questions. Never take it for granted. Always push. Always be yourself. Don't be. Why must everyone be the same? That whole push through the episode Mm -hmm, was was kind of refreshing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so i did like the like that energy as well Mm -hmm. i just really also loved how right now at this point in time in our history in our society Mm -hmm. uh edgar haircuts are coming back and they're really fucking ugly. Edgar haircuts are literally just the new name for chili bowl cut. Oh, like bowl cut. Like yeah. the guy in a, yeah. Like bowl, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I just thought it was very funny that this episode happened to feature bowl cut. I called bowl him bowl cut. cut. <laughs> I think his name is like Medoc or something like yeah, that. But he's called bowl like that. His his he got even shortened down to BC. I was in like my notes. in my bowl notes. Cut. Love that the doctor's helping out the dude with the Edgar haircut. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent, I love. Yeah, the second bowl cut showed. Up. I I feel like my first note might be about bowl cut. Bowl cut. Like who? Is yeah, this look. Dude? So this is my first page of my story notes. It's the fourth line. This bowl wow. cut. <laughs> yeah, it is. I literally, yeah, literally, it's the first note about the show. It's yeah. Note about the intro. A note that this we're watching the colorized animation. Right. LOL this bowl LOL cut. the bowl cut. Yep, 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 yep. It's it's uh it's something else for sure. Yeah, it makes you realize that the doctor doesn't have one. Right. The doctor's yeah. is it's like definitely a shaggy a helmet. Yeah, it's a shaggy bowl cut, but it's not a bowl but cut. It's, I mean it's still a bowl cut. It's a bit it's of a, a different it's a different bowl cut. It's a little bit wider bowl cut. Yeah. <laughs> like more mushroomy. More like the guys who would get the bowl cuts but like had naturally curly hair. So and so it was like floof. floof. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still got the fugly bowl cut. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like how the doc part of what the doctor's doing right now is passing himself off as an idiot savant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's tootling around at the very beginning before anybody realizes out of non-TARDIS gang that the doctor is the one to be watching. Mm-hmm. He toodles around the, on the recorder so that people are less suspecting of him mm-hmm. so that he can go explore. Right. But then the second that he has like the advantage because all everyone... All of a sudden. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's destroying everything with a screwdriver and he's popping stuff open. Like he was pretty vicious with that screwdriver. He just, really is. Just proper, damaging property <laughs> left, right, and center. tools are his yeah. specialty. We're like convincing other people to do things uh-huh. because he massacred the macra. Mm-hmm. However you feel about the macra and whether they deserved it is one thing. But like just from the beginning, 
planned on blowing them up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. He's like, this is the only way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, There was, and I guess like the attempt, it was clear there was never going to be an ability to reason with them. Right. So I can definitely see that, but... Our, this doctor is very murdery. He is very he's murdery. He's pretty violent. He's very unsuspecting, too. Mm-hmm. Like, he's very much plays dumb, does exactly the opposite of what you do, but he has, like, a Stuart, like, oh, no, was that me? Oh, God. You know? But then, like, he comes out and he's, like, has a plan, has the formula, right. and will fucking murder you. Well, even when... So he spent the whole time being okay with James. Nope. Being okay with Ben. Mm -hmm. But then there was that moment where he turned around and he was like, Jamie's going to get your ass. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, you want to tell on me? Oh, well, don't let Jamie find out. And there was the kind of implicit understanding that Jamie's going to get violent. Right. And that the doctor's not going to be real mad about it. Right. Because we've been talking about this for long enough. I've given you a lot of chances. We've had this conversation. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm going to say. You're a fucking snitch. You're about to get some stitches. We we, we have to stop blaming your brainwashing because you've been... Now you're a dick. ...hypnotized long enough. You've seen enough evidence. Right. Yeah. Uh, So I did like that. Do watch out because mm-hmm. my my violent companion will get you. He was literally a soldier. He was literally in a war. Yeah, like you two know, days ago. Yeah. <laughs> in a vi- very violent right. and bloody one at that. Yeah, and like I get it, you've been a soldier, but there is no implication at this point to show that Ben's been anywhere other than not on his boat. Right, exactly. So it's like <laughs> he's been in a bitch, bar, please. not on his boat. Bitch, please. So. Yeah. I loved the moment with the grease board where he's doing all the calculations mm-hmm. and pilot, whatever his name was, just the pilot. one yeah. of the guys was like, um, you have to have cheated because it took us way too long right, to, to do know what that. you just did in mm-hmm. four seconds. Mm-hmm. And right before that, the doctor had given himself his own grade on the board. He gave yeah. himself a 10 out of 10. And right. when he started saying all that, he goes, ooh, 11. Nine, 11 yeah. out of 10. <laughs> and I, I, um, I, I really appreciate appreciated that, yeah. that energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that was very uh, – I saw myself in that moment. Mm-hmm. 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 I like that he is aware that he is – the smartest person that flippancy of he's not saying anything nasty about you but he knows he's awesome right exactly and i i like when people carry that kind of energy Mm -hmm. if they can do it where they're not being degrading about the person in front of them Mm -hmm. um yeah i I like that energy a lot Uh, he has a fun character he does like a character and he actually feels like a genius Right. His intelligence is non-threatening. Right. Mm -hmm. And is much more obvious. Right. The first doctor, it was always said that he would, but he never actually seemed that much smarter than anybody around him. Not at all. The second doctor feels like he's got some, like... Something else. Like a second brain happening. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I really like that that change has happened. Because throughout this episode, you could just tell he was collecting information. Mm -hmm. Just like down, you know, like I think... I don't know if the animation maybe did it or if it just captured what they thought. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know, but I think it was very well done. I loved him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, one of his quotes from this episode was, mm-hmm. bad laws were made to be broken. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting because it is so chaotic and so subjective. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an interesting, like, 
And I think that's something we've been starting to see out of his character is mm-hmm. that he's started being a little bit more mm, policey, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and like I'm gonna get rid of you because you're bad, right? And I think that that's gonna be interesting to look at as we move forward with him because mm-hmm. that can that is so subjective. Mm-hmm. Because what is a bad law, right? And what makes it a bad law can mm-hmm. is 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 Very so subjective, subjective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and that the it's coming from the doctor's point of view is gonna be interesting to watch as we mm-hmm. move forward. Mm-hmm. So what do you give him? I'm gonna give him an eight point five. That's exactly what I gave him. Yeah. It's really not my favorite him. showing of like I I think we have more, but I didn't mind him. I, no, I, I thought didn't. he was the best character this this 100%. time around. Hundred percent. Like everyone else is kind of meh. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it's the best he could have done with this story. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. say. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, we already started talking about him a little bit, but let's talk about uh, Snitchy Snitch Snitch Ugh, Snitch. Such a narc. Such uh, a fucking narc. One Mr. Ben. Yeah, I, fe- I felt like after, you know, the the failed hypnosis happened and Ben was the only one that really got impacted by it, I was like, oh, for sure, of course it would be Ben because mm-hmm. Ben, is o- his character is always such like a sailor. Like he's trying to get back to that fucking that boat. That sense of duty. Every- yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, of course you would be the one to fall mm-hmm. into to this because you're already halfway there. You've been trying to get to the boat forever, but like yeah. you're never going to. I mean, is he? I don't know. He's probably not because this doctor doesn't seem any better with uh, no. directions. And almost seems like he's not trying to get back as hard either. Not at all. He's just kind of like, I'm just going to do my thing and y'all are just going to yeah. come around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Ben, uh, I was like, yeah, for sure. Of course you would be the fucking Karen in all this, you know? Mm-hmm. Didn't really make me like him anymore or any less, but like. Oh, man. Ben sunk so far in my opinions this week mm-hmm. i mean he was definitely like annoying in terms of that like but it's also like of course he would be you know like, yeah of course i mean he started off even rough like before he fucking got brainwashed mm-hmm. he jamie's walking around with a stick because like we just said he was on a battlefield like four minutes ago mm-hmm. and no adventure that they have had so far has jamie been like in a safe situation right and so he picks up a big ass stick when he walks out onto the planet fair bro I probably would think about how can I make sure that at the very least no one's going to come at me. Have a weapon or and something. And Ben reads him for it. Mm-hmm. And then Bull Cut comes around the corner and Ben socks him. Yep. Ja- and Jamie wasn't going to do that. He wouldn't have hit him with the, t- the tree, but Ben just, just went for him, mm-hmm. swinging for, the, you know? And and that made me really disappointed because how are you going to try and like read someone for doing what you just did? Right. And then to be the only one that fell victim, you know, Polly got halfways, but like, you know, Ben's hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. And he actually really reminded me of um, the, what's his name that courted Liesl in The Sound of Music? Uh, Rolf. Rolf. Mm -hmm. He felt very Mm -hmm. Rolf to me. Very much so. Like the whole Very time, that so. moment, it was like the the whole episode was living in that moment of, am I going to blow my whistle mm-hmm. when he mm-hmm. sees them in the mm-hmm. graveyard? Um, yep. Narc. Fucking narc. Yeah. And I felt the exact same way about Ben the whole time where like the first couple of times I could feel the dramatic like moment of, oh man, this kid's brainwashed. Like, oh, that sucks. But just about the time that the doctor's starting to lose patience with him, I've 
been done right with either his storyline either they needed to truncate his storyline for me to have already been done with him Mm -hmm. or given him more control over oscillating between that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because by the time the doctor was done with him i was like come on dude like why are you putting all of this in jeopardy with him so much right right right. get that we want to try and break the brainwashing but this is not how you break brain like right exactly yeah yeah Mm -hmm. y'all need to like kind of Keep doing everything. Don't like leave him. Right. But you need to like play without Ben for a while. Right. Ben needs to go to timeout. Right. Yeah. Ben really got on my nerves. He needs to go to detox. Oh, a hundred percent. And I kind of appreciated that he got out of it himself by the end. Mm-hmm. But, but he went so far into it. The... He leaned into it pretty hard. Really hard. The whole like, I want to send them to the correctional hospital part and all of that. Like it just made me... Like disappointed really in his character into it. Yeah. yeah. He really bought into it. You know, which means that that part of his character is there. Right. And, and that makes me really disappointed in him. If it's he, his sense of duty, he doesn't care how he does it. Right. And it, he doesn't care That's how it affects it people. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though he acknowledged that it was his friends the whole time, you know, it right. wasn't like, no, they're not my friends. It's not like they brainwashed him to not know them. Right. Like they're just strangers. It, but he was just like, he was so like, no, it doesn't matter. Obsessed with Duty's the duty. Law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that definitely was disappointing out of his character. Yeah. and But I appreciate that Jamie was like, fuck you, bro. Like, first step in. And that even Polly was like, I can't do this with you. Yeah, not like, today. Like, you need to go over there. Yeah, you need to fucking get out You've of my face. You've lost all your chances. Right. We're done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He also looks stupid in that outfit. He does. <laughs> Just real dumb. I mean, do they ever not look stupid in outfits? Yeah, but this was almost like a dodo level. Really stupid. much. Yeah, it was very fucking. It was stupid. pretty bad. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Like a bad pajama set. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you give Ben? Um, he's gonna get a solid six from me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I gave him a three point five. Oh damn! I really did. And like I thought him. I it was bad. I mean, he was bad, of course, but like, eh, you know. I, I just felt like it was, of course, like it, it was very fitting to his character. So it didn't really surprise me too much. Well, sure. But I didn't, I didn't like the depth. I didn't like the depths of it. That he was so willing to be such a fucking narc. Right. Yeah. The loss of like the duty over friendship when that's never been a part of the doctor's thing at all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that he was so willing to like turn on Polly. Mm-hmm. especially I think mm-hmm. was where I kind of got done with him. The, yeah. 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 I can the, see that. If there had been a moment of like hesitation, a little awakening, like, like, Oh, like I, I'm real. Like, I don't want to hurt Polly. A baby awakening. But yeah. But then the brainwashing overtook it again. I might've felt differently, but at the beginning where you don't love her and I get it. They wanted to make it brainwashed and like, that's, but it doesn't take, it's not one night. Like right. it was, he, they were there for one night right. to go that far into it. That hard means that you're already susceptible mm-hmm. and that, mm-hmm. that, you know, so 3.5, fuck him. Fuck him. He's had some good episodes. I've liked him for the most not part. Today. I did not like this episode <laughs> for, for Ben. Today is not the day that I'm going to say that I liked him. No, fuck mm-hmm. him. No, no, no. This is not an episode I'd recommend for Ben. <laughs> uh, so you gave him a six. I gave him a six. All right. I gave him a 3.5. And I have a stand beside him. <laughs> I can't, I don't even understand how he can even get a six. 
I'm understanding you to hire them like a four. So let's talk about the other part of that duo, Miss Polly. Polly, well, let's just say that where the fuck did the bad bitch Polly go? Oh man, I was so disappointed in her. Like, enter two dicks into the chat and all of a sudden Polly cannot fend for herself anymore. She is reverting back to Karen. With that haircut. Susan, yeah, yeah, with that hair. It just very much like Susan. I'm just really, I, I just left feeling really hungry and desiring of the Polly that we met. In this the was first a couple episodes. generic female character. Very much a generic female character. Yeah. Very much like I'm just going to be the damsel in distress and not going to do anything that mm-hmm. I'm capable of because we've seen you do it, mm-hmm. you know? And then on top of that, gave her a horrific haircut. Horrific haircut. And the animation did not do anything for Polly's eyeliner. <laughs> this story either. I was so angry. It didn't. It was all just not great. Yeah, no. One like one of my notes is literally Polly's eyeliner is so rude. Her rude. Just the animation of Polly was low key. Not a good animation (laughs) for Polly. No, because there's some animation. animation, The whole animation was just not great. Not yeah, and it felt. I love that you're like it's not great and I agree with you Um, but I feel like it's so much better than so many of the others in this I think it's the animation style like I just don't think the animation style works that well Mm -hmm. especially because it's so so part of it is is that Archer style of animation is so paper dolly it's Mm -hmm. so um, stop motiony and when the sound is as not crisp as it is the crisp motions of the animation, I don't think the visual and the audio work well together. Gotcha. Um, and I don't think that the mouths line up a whole lot. Yeah. Like it's hard to, it's just not my favorite animation style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I thought this was better than some because I thought it worked well for the macro. Yeah. But they fucked over Polly. They did. Hardcore. Yeah. No, this was a not good episode for her. Mm-hmm. I gener- I literally only have notes about how she looks. Yeah, and also the fact that she would like Jamie was like trying to help her, and then she's like, "Okay, bye." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, girl, where, where's your not- loyalty? Right. You and Ben. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, she was. She was so vague. This story. So vague. Just so much. She faded into the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was either there as a someone to protect or someone to rescue. Exactly. And a. a, a piece of the plot yeah not absolutely really, not, not really driving or like in a positive way making me want to mm-hmm. like experience more of her character i did appreciate that she slept through the whole psychosis nightmare night and that she wasn't and the that she one wasn't affected yeah i did appreciate that that's one thing i did note that, that was, was some like, nice continuity considering in the war machine she was able to fight a little bit against the exactly. mind control she's got her own little thing going on which, you know, same writer, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so that was nice. But uh, other than that, literally her haircut her. sucks and her eyeliner was rude. Not too much for her. Yeah. She screamed a lot. Not Didn't feel it. No, not at Wasn't all. Wasn't feeling it at all. So what did you give her? Um, I mean, I feel like Ben's score should be lower. Because now I'm like, Polly, 
Polly, I was going to give a five, but I was like, there's no possible way that Ben could get a higher score than Polly because yeah. Ben was such a narc. So I'm going to give Ben a four. I'm going to change my score to four. Yeah, that's And then Polly, I'll give a five. I gave Polly a five as well. You know, because it's a, like yeah. she she did some stuff, but also I think my main beef, and my beef is not with her, it's with the writers. It's like, how fucking dare you? Right. <laughs> and I think that's a fair point because this writer is who wrote her in The War Machines. And no, I, guess I mean, she was, she was screaming the, the same, yeah. so it makes kind of sense. But she was, we still felt much better about her. It could be that she was coming right off a of dodo, and so we felt a lot yeah, better a lot about better her. a lot better about her. Yeah, that's true. But, but yeah, you're right. You're good, good, good note on. But we did like her mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. in The War Machines. I think our note on her in that one was we would have liked her a lot if she wasn't hypnotized the whole time. Right. And that's rough, so we don't right. really know her. Mm-hmm. In this one, she's not hypnotized the whole time. And no, we don't like her. No. So I almost am glad she was hypnotized that time mm-hmm. if this is what Ian Stewart Black decides to do with major female characters because mm-hmm. it sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So let's talk about our Wait, kind did you of score our, her. Yeah, I gave her a five. Okay, okay. Yeah, I also gave her a five. Uh, so let's talk about our useful companion. Yeah. This episode, Jamie. Jamie, I liked him this episode. Jamie got an episode. Yeah, Jamie He's functional. Was fucking finally doing it. But it's also like, duh. Of course, Jamie would be the one yeah. because he was literally at war a couple of, like two days ago. Yeah, like, yeah. Two He's still running ago, on the adrenaline know? of charging. Very the much so. Yeah. Of course, he would be the one that gets stuck out with the macro because yeah. he's the only fucking companion that could survive. Right. Yeah. Like beating the shit out of the crab. Yeah. When he <laughs> came at that crab with the two by four, there were. We'll get into the macro. Oh God, the fucking crab. <laughs> oh. um, but I, I loved Jamie this episode. Mm-hmm. I thought mm-hmm. he, the immediately waking up and being like, "Nope, these voices aren't right." Right. Mm-hmm. I know better. The piper. (laughs) Just, I know better. This is not happening. Even if you think it's the fucking piper, you know the voices aren't there. That's kind of what I like what they're doing with Jamie, Mm -hmm. is they're not making him lose his 18th centuryness, Mm -hmm. but they're making him apply what... He's clearly not an idiot from the 18th century. Not like Cassandra, Katarina, right? Right. He's saying, you know, he's applying what he knows. And then when he finds out that maybe that's not exactly right, it like adjusts. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really looking forward to his getting into him because he's already growing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it helps, I think, that we're finally in episodes that he was written in originally for. So we could actually see. Yeah. Yeah. What Um, the fuck it is. This would also be the first story that the doctor. It was written for Patrick Trout. That once Patrick gotcha. Trout had been. So this is like the first very Patrick Trout. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so I think it's also maybe one of the first for Jamie as well for gotcha. Fraser Hines as well. Nice. Um, but I like that he immediately gets off the TARDIS. That Ben attacks Bullcut, and mm-hmm. then Jamie looks up, and there's the head official there okay. who we know is going to be the bad guy, right? For right. The whole thing. And that Jamie's like. Fuck you. Yeah, already. Just don't even open your mouth. Fuck you. You look, you look like you're the bad guy. Who, yeah. Nope, let, we're yeah. not talking to you, dude. Which has, which is again why Ben gets that three and a half because that's been Ben. That's been the Ben's whole character. story. Very the war much. machines. He was like, fuck you because you have a white horse. Mm-hmm. Fuck you because you got shiny boots and my mm-hmm. boots are, you know, he was very working class versus the mm-hmm. Duchess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And finally you get, you know, Jamie who comes in who is not working class. Mm-hmm. And 
he understands that dichotomy better than Ben, who we've had for that character this whole time. Mm-hmm. I like that uh, when they get sent down to the mines and they're like, who's going to be in charge? Jamie was like, the doctor. Don't know him that well, but he's clearly the smartest. Right. Mm-hmm. 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 Then he's like, don't you think you'd benefit from fucking going down there? Yeah. That was my don't favorite, you think- too. Like, yeah. Don't fucking ruin this for us, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially is what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And that we know that he's going to, like, fuck Ben up. Right. If ben doesn't, like, get on his shit. Get into, yeah. yeah. And and I like that he's given the space to be this 18th century man. And I'm here for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, I'm glad that he didn't have to fuck anybody up. I would have loved to see it, though. Yeah, hopefully we'll get to see that in the future. <laughs> also, I really I like... I mean, except for fucking up the crabs, you know, like... Eh. Yeah, okay. But he had no chance with that. Look, if you had, like, a crab that was, like, the size of your hand and you went on it with that two-by-four, you still not might not be able to crack its shell. Those cra- those shells are incredibly, <laughs> incredibly durable. He was never... at That big? Nah. He was never getting that meat. No. Nah. No way. No. N- not no at way. all. I do wonder how they would have tasted Crab is one of the very few crustaceans that I super like. Um, Same. Same. Probably not with that toxic gas they're Yeah, Yeah, not the toxic gas. Not the gas, but anything else. Yeah, but I appreciated that Jamie went for them with that fucking piece of timber. You know, he... Ben stood there and screamed with Polly. Right. Stood there and screamed and was ready to be a narc. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also really appreciated the fact that when he, like, he's, like, running from the fucking crabs and he busts through that door and all of a sudden it's, like, Camp Good Times. And they're, like, what do you do? Dance. Well, (laughs) and the animation of him doing the Highland Fling was so bad. Yeah. Yeah, but for him to just like kind of, I, I liked the concept of him like literally flinging himself out of the door. Right, was kind was like a nice visual pun mm-hmm. that I mm-hmm. I appreciate those kinds of, of moments. Body humor. Yeah, um, it probably wasn't actually the fling, but you know, you know, whatever. It was whatever. it was something close to it for yeah. the sake of this. But it might have been. Uh, apparently, I mean, Fraser Hines's mom was Scottish, so oh okay, yeah, so that's it, nice. it very yeah. well could have been a little bit something. Yeah. But that's about as much as I have on Jamie, unfortunately. Yeah, with Jamie, I'm looking back. He looked good in that turtleneck. He did. He did look like I've a seen turtle. footage of him in this red kilt. I mean, um, pictures of him definitely in this red kilt and the cream turtleneck. And Fraser Hines did look good in it. I see. So I enjoyed that, the do- that Jamie was also like low-key reminding the doctor who the fuck he was. He yeah. was like, yeah, dude, like you, sh- you definitely have to do this, like. You're the only one that can do it, you know? Um, but yeah, that's basically all I have for Jamie. He mm-hmm. was just a good, like, muscle. He kept pushing the doctor forward where Polly and Ben kept pulling him back, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is unusual for Polly. Right. Polly usually is kind of his, like, yes, doctor. What can we do, doctor? Mm-hmm, what can you? Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Oh, and? There, and? Yes. He's a, she's their yes woman. Right. And this time it was Jamie. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So... That was nice. Yeah, nice I like little that switch. Ad, I like that out of Jamie. Nice little switch. Wish we could have had two yes and people. I'm not bad. Not not bad. Yeah. I'm not mad. <laughs> I'm not bad. I'm not mad at it. That's what I meant to say. So what do you give him? Jamie, he's going to get a 6.5. You know? Nice. Like, I feel like he he's definitely the up there companion for sure, but like, you know, besides being the muscle, didn't really do any much. You know, he was like the comedic relief, also the muscle, but 
I gave him a seven because he spent so much time on his own. Yeah, that's true. And that's true. took care the, of himself him and the by crabs. himself. Yeah, him and the crabs down there in that gas. With that gas, with the crabs. Yeah. So I gave him a little bit higher, but not much. He's not still much. a decently good showing for him. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. So that brings us to the baddies. The baddies. Who were the baddies? So. Or who the, is the baddie? I, overall, the macro. Yeah. Uh, and I really can't, like, Holer or whatever the guy was, the the dude at the at the very beginning who, like, looks like the villain. Yeah. You know, the bigger dude. Or Captain of the Guard or whatever yes, he was. Yes, whatever the fuck mm-hmm. he was. Um, like, I can't really even fault him too much because, like, everything was still under the hypnosis right. of, the, of the macro. Right. So, like, if he was a dick, he was probably like Ben, who was whose characteristics or his uh, traits were prone mm-hmm. to being more of, like, law and order, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And that's why maybe he was, like, cool with doing whatever the fuck he was doing. Um, so I can't really say that he was the baddie over right. anyone else. Um, so that's why I'm going to go with the macro. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. And this is as I kept watching this. And knowing that the macro is supposed to be the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Clearly, they're the bad people, mm-hmm. right? We're supposed to be frustrated with the humans, but at the end of the day, they've been brainwashed. Mm-hmm. My question is, are the macro indigenous species to this planet? I don't know. It didn't... Well, I don't think so because the fact that you ha- they had to pump the gas to make them survive. But they were pumping the gas up so that they could also move up. The gas was down below where they were already living. Oh. I mean, I guess that's also just a different realm of Earth. Like they were native to that part of the of Earth, not the Well, top they're not part. in plan they're not on Earth. Well, like whatever the planet is. Like Right. So but that means so the colonists came to this planet. Mm-hmm. If the macro were already on this planet, mm-hmm. and then there's the question of like how telekinetic are they? Mm-hmm. Are they because some of some of the debates that I was seeing, one of the biggest debates are, are the macro intelligent? Mm-hmm. So are they acting on instinct mm-hmm. and controlling people and that everything happens is because humans are what came mm-hmm. for them to be able to telepathically control? Mm-hmm. Or are they intelligent? Because that all depends on how I'm going to rank them. Right. Right. If we're looking at, is this an indigenous species? Mm-hmm. If we're looking at, is this instinctive behavior or is this intelligence? Mm-hmm. Because everybody that I was say, like seeing was like, they're almost scarier because they are just instinctive if mm-hmm. they are. Mm-hmm. But that makes me feel bad for them if they're just instinctively behaving that way, you mm-hmm. know? And that we're just going to murder them just because they're just living like they... And that's how they appeared to me, mm-hmm. especially once we got into those... It was interesting because the shots of Wizard of Oz Man... And then the guy that was supposed to be the man behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. And then the claws come up and are threatening him when he starts talking, mm-hmm. referencing them. Mm-hmm. Is very different to how they portray them down in the room when they're just like, bah, 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 I'm a crab. Right, 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 right. Being a crab and doing crab stuff. Right. And breathing in some gas. I think they gas. were just seeing crabs because they were amongst crabs. <laughs> yeah. Were they, were, they, were they like, I'm, I'm just going to be a crab? Yeah, yeah. Right. Because they didn't be into so my full crabness. Are they, <laughs> so are they in? intelligent yeah or are they 
just psychic. Mm-hmm. I think they're intelligent. You think they're intelligent? So yeah. you think that they had How malicious How do they figure intent? out to use this one person and make everyone, one, be really happy? Mm-hmm. Like out of all the emotions, happiness and happy music, like they really had a whole marketing strategy with this shit. Is that though because the organism that happened to land in their psychic space was humans and that's what humans do? No, I don't necessarily think so because they still had a like... Where else would they have learned that behavior? Because humans didn't come and teach them that behavior to do something like that. Well, how much we don't really have a good a good understanding of like where the macro influence stops Mm -hmm. and what human choice begins. Mm -hmm. Maybe all the macros are doing. The only thing we know for sure that they're putting into the humans is don't talk about us Mm -hmm. and farm gas. The gas is important. Mm Mm-hmm. And so th- that's not necessarily bad. No, the but humans in the way- have taken it and gone in the step further. Like, so we, and we don't know where that line is. And so I feel yeah. weird giving all of the points to the macro mm-hmm. because part of me thinks they're, I kind of feel like they're just instinctive mm-hmm. animals mm-hmm. that. But they're still pretty damn intelligent. If that's their instinct, that's pretty damn intelligent. No, no, no. I don't think that they're telling the human... I don't think that they're necessarily controlling how the humans behave. Mm -hmm. I think all they are is don't get caught, flight, Mm -hmm. right? Out of the fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. And I need food. Mm -hmm. And so a mechanism to get food has arrived mm-hmm. how the humans operate on all of that i think i think it could be argued that like what's happening in the base is because the organism that happened to land in their psychic space just happened to be humans mm-hmm. because i mean if that's not disney world i kind of see what you're saying that the humans kind of took it where they wanted to take it right they didn't have to be the happiest place on earth nothing about the what the the macro were doing said you must be happy it was hey can you you know work no but but the commander was the one that was telling them like play the music and play the stuff it's like i feel like that came from the macro not from the humans well it was the pilot that kept saying that right it was the human that kept saying it how yeah that's the thing is like we don't know where Mm. once it we know what the macro were saying through Wizard of Oz Man mm-hmm. when it wasn't actually the human weird Wizard mm-hmm. of Oz Man. Mm-hmm. And we know, and we don't even know if what was coming out of the speakers was pure macro or being filtered through a human. You know, I am going to side with you on this one because now I'm remembering at the end, Ben came up to the doctor and was like, yo, we got to get the fuck out of here. The doctor was like, why? What's up? He's like, no, no, no. You, you, I just heard yeah. that they were going to take you and that you were going to be the new pilot. So like, we got to right. get the fuck out of here. Right. So I am going to side with you on that, that maybe it wasn't as much the macro mm-hmm. as like the humans taking it there. Uh, what percentage 
I mean, I still think that the macro was at the root of yeah. the hypnosis, right? Yeah. But the fact that the the species that they did it with took it somewhere else, that's a whole different thing. And and I'm not even... And I think that the argument of it was 100% the macro is still mm-hmm. fair. Mm-hmm. But we don't necessarily have evidence to show how far their influence actually went. Was. And where humans where it stopped being the macra and when it started being the human's interpretation mm-hmm. of what the macra are, are asking them to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, valid, yeah. Because look at the difference in how the macra affected Ben, Polly, Jamie, and the doctor. Yeah. Just as like a microcosm. Right, yeah. Which isn't to say they're not still real fucking scary. They're real big. Big is always terrifying. I'm not an exoskeleton. They'd be great to eat. They'd be real good to eat. (laughs) They'd be real good to eat. I'm not an exoskeleton fan. Uh Even, like, I I have low-key of a degree in marine biology. I don't do shrimp. Mm -hmm. I don't really like lobster. (laughs) Um, I can do crab legs. I don't really want to deal with an entire crab. Mm -hmm. I like looking at them. I don't want to touch them. Mm. It's also why I don't do insects. Mm -hmm. But... I did get personally offended when they kept calling the crabs insects because <laughs> they are in no way, shape, or form insects. Yeah. And their exoskeletons are actually very, very different. Um, doesn't matter. There like, is a difference. There is a difference. Don't be rude. So in defense of the macro, they are in not insects. The I also didn't like that they just kept like basing them. That, that was probably where I got my like back a little raised for them is because even from the writer's perspective, the fact that we're just going to immediately, like, they're the bad guys because they're not human, mm-hmm. because they're this insect, like, it's such a elitist view on the animal kingdom. Mm-hmm. When, like, how cool that these animals have evolved to both have this psychic capability and live on this gas that is toxic mm-hmm, to humans mm-hmm. instead of making them interesting but scary they just made them scary mm-hmm. and i felt bad for them i feel that and we'll get into a little bit into the story on why i feel that the humans were more the agents of the problems in this okay but i do feel like the uh, macro are the root of the issues. Oh, the so issues? Still, yeah. Yes. So I still give them the bad guy score. Same. I just don't want to rank them very high. Gotcha. I am debating on what to rank the macro because I think that... Seven, five. Seven, Because they're still... I think they're still evolved enough to, like, know that that's what to do. You know, like... Yeah, I think there's, I think they're they're smart, but obviously like the humans took it somewhere else. But I gave they them, ain't dumb. Yeah, I gave them a five mm-hmm. because as a bad guy, I don't think it's fair to call them a bad guy if they're acting on instinct. Mm-hmm. The, the process of instinct is reproduce and eat, mm-hmm. sleep when you need to, mm-hmm. if as long as you're not going to get dead. Mm-hmm. And if that's all the macro we're doing. I can't necessarily give him a bad guy score. It's like, I'm not going to give a lion a bad guy score because he eats a gazelle. Right. You know, if that's just how he's, these animals how are responding, mm-hmm. I can't, doesn't mean you're not scary. Lions are still terrifying. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to be face to face with a lion. The lion, yeah. I, I you know, they're still scary, but they're not, a. but lions aren't bad guys. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I can't give him like a zero for not, for being a bad guy mm-hmm. because they're still scary and all that. 
And I still want to give like the wiggle room for like, they could be intelligent, right? They could be the masterminds behind everything, but I don't personally believe so. I think that they're just instinctual animals. So I'll give them a five, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not a zero or a 10 because that's where the extremes are for me. So five. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty good. I feel it. They looked real dumb in the original. Oh, in the original. Mm. Mm -hmm. They look real dumb. Thank God I saw them now because they're scarier here. They were. No, when they flipped Polly upside, when they got Polly, that that's where, you know what? I take it off. I take it back. The physical threat of the macra, they were big. Yep. They should have big, broken several bones. Yep. yep. So I'll yep. go up to a six. See? Okay. That's I'll go up to a six. About. I was like, okay. Because the physical threat of them is pretty intense. It was. Because they're real big. It was. So that brings us to the story. Uh, what do you think about the story? Overall... It reminded me a lot of Oz, and I like yeah. The Wizard of Oz. I enjoyed the story. I didn't necessarily enjoy some of the characterization of the characters mm-hmm. this this story, mm-hmm. but at least the animation made it easy to follow. Um, yeah, I think the Doctor this 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 episode really was able to push along the episode a lot more because I, I continued to really like his like characteristics yeah. and what he was bringing to the table. Um. Would I recommend someone to watch this straight up? No, because I don't think it's an adequate representation of what the characters do right. or how they act. Yeah, I low key think it was a little bit of a filler episode because it was just like yeah, it like no one was really doing what they usually do, so yeah. it's not a fair representation. Yeah, you know, for someone, it's that idea that. I feel like we would have ranked the doctor higher if this had been a better story. Right. He did the best he could in this episode. Right. But this wasn't... Like, I felt like this. it was a little lazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I agreed with you. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because the Macro Terror is one that's kind of known through the fandom. Mm-hmm. And so I know I was going into it this time, having seen it the one time. Mm-hmm. And knowing that it was, like, known throughout the fandom... And so I was kind of going through into it this time being like, maybe this like this cultural memory, like maybe mm-hmm. you'll get it. Mm-hmm. And I just like, I don't. Mm-hmm. Now that being said, once I started getting into some of the research behind the story, I actually think it's very interesting, okay. but it doesn't make it a, like great, a good great, one. Yeah. yeah. But there is some actual like cultural criticism happening mm. here that's directly towards a very specific generation of the British working class. Interesting. Tell, do tell. Now the books that I were read was reading. were talking about like, if you're not this age, which when I factored it in for when the book was published was like 50 years old, over 50 British working class gotcha. that you won't okay. be able to relate to this. Yeah. But low key Americans can, cause it feels very dirty dancing. Okay. You know, like that camp for like, that adults go to and like kids get dragged to it, but it's like summer a, camp a, for adults. For adults. Right, right, right. Okay. Okay. Um, which is what those camps were in like the Adirondacks. Oh. Cause I watched a documentary Very dirty on it. dance. Right. Like yes. that, you know? Yes, 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 yes. So yes. apparently these were like things in this very specific era in Britain, because you're looking at right after the war where you're not going to get to travel anywhere. Right. Exactly. That is as one That's, of the books that I was reading was it's as insane to dream of going to Spain during this time as it is that jet, jetpacks would exist. That's how fucked the shit was. Right. 
that's how nuts it would be to consider for the working class people to get to go abroad. That's crazy. So they set up these like pop up camps near the beach. Like, like not Gullah Gullah Island, like Gilligan's Island almost. Kind of, except that it was structured. It was like, you go in, you have events at each time. It's communal eating. Very uh, much camp for adults. Dirty dancing. It's very much it's dirty very dance. much that idea. Because like they even had people that would like walk around and make sure that nobody was hooking up in corners. Like literally, but at the same time, it, this was so fucking But this is a family vacation. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it is. Because, because part of what they would also do is that the founder was like, we're going to have the same number of single men to single women. And that's how part of how we're promoting it is that like, oh, it's a we're going to keep it pa- balanced. Oh. So it's family, but it's also like make a family. Make a family, guys. So next year you can come back with your family. Right. <laughs> again it, it, every time generations of y'all will come and meet your and they were these cra- so they were called holiday camps holiday camp let me read you this paragraph because this was the way that this is from about time the unauthorized guide to dr who by tatwood and lawrence miles all right let's do we're it on, what do they say volume two okay so they say so what would happen is this a small township of chalets often stacked like low-rise blocks of flats, would be constructed somewhere near the seaside. There'd be a central diner providing set meals en masse, plus organized entertainments on a strict timetable. These would include competitions like Glamorous Grannies. Oh, Jesus. No, that sounds like a porn category. Nobliest knees. Oh, no. no. And, of course, bingo. Oh, Jesus, I was going to say prettiest ankles. So at this point, I'm feeling, oh, yeah, I get this. This is like dirty dancing. This is like the camp of dirty dancing, right? Oh, God. Okay. So the decor was like a 1930s version of the future with lots of neon and giant toy soldiers. And the latter examples would have floral clocks and monorails. It was regimented communal fun supervised by happy smiling attendants who doubled as entertainers, many of whom ran away and formed pop groups or became stand-up comics. But the suicide rate was disturbingly high. And for generations of low-income families, it was a fortnight in paradise. And in an age when abroad was a place that ordinary people only got sent during military service and cheap air flights to exotic holiday destinations seemed less likely than jetpacks, the camps weren't just something to do during the drizzly British summer, but a focal point for people who might have spent the previous few years hiding in bomb shelters. Oh, damn. Okay. That's very... Right. Right. So, like... It's this whole thing where this is, it's both this bright place, but also it's not. Also very fucking sad and like secretly like And low-key fascist. And sinister. And low-key fascist. Yeah. You know, you're going to have patrols that make sure that nobody's making out in the corners. But we're going to be regimented time. You mu- Right. Right. And so if you look at what this episode is, yeah. it's a holiday camp. Mm-hmm. It, you've got, oh, we're having the dance competition later tonight. We've got all this happy music, the jingles, the, mm-hmm. you know, the, that sense of camaraderie ship when it's really employment. Yeah. And the, 
conflation of the two and all of that is is very much how you brainwash a community is taking mm-hmm. one of those holiday camps and looking at that dark side mm-hmm. it's to me it's kind of why i brought up disney world earlier mm-hmm. is because there's that level of um a phrase that i like to use a lot is um toxic positivity mm-hmm. where by not acknowledging that the dark stuff doesn't exist you're not making the world a better place you're just allowing the dark stuff to fester and get worse because you're not acknowledging it. Right. You know, like just because you stand outside of the rain and go, oh my gosh, it's such a great sunny day. doesn't mean it's not raining. Right. And, and I, and so for that part, I think this is fascinating. Mm-hmm. One of the other things that was interesting is during this time period, jingles were illegal mm. in advertising and television in Britain. And this is an episode full of jingles. Right. And so that's it. And so it's from from an American perspective, that's weird because jingles has been have been a part of our entire advertising right. lifetime on mm-hmm, television. Mm-hmm. We've had jingles since before there was tele, you know. But in the UK, jingles were seen as propaganda. That makes sense. Because they are. You know, they're totally propaganda. Yeah. And having been that up close and personal in World War II with what propaganda can do, they were like, nah, fam, we're not doing this today. They didn't even allow jingles on the radio. Um, and so the combination of using those jingles, the holiday camps makes the story really interesting. Mm -hmm. And it makes me really sad that it was just written so shittily because it's a lot of really cool concepts to be talking about, especially as it ages and holiday camps are no longer a thing in the UK. We don't even have those kinds of camps here in the United States. You know, Dirty Dancing is an old movie at this point. Mm Mm-hmm. And even if it's similar, it's not the same thing. And mm-hmm. so it, it is an interesting injection of well, culture. Well, cruise, cruises. Similar. Yeah, just out in the fuck off just ocean. Just out in the ocean, you know, and then you get stuck with... You know, that's a very good comparison. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Princess cruises. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Cruise, cruise ships. Yeah, no, that is exactly what they are, is cruise ships. Waiters as entertainers. Everyone mm-hmm. there has a duty. Yeah, and you have to be like in character the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the Disney cruise ships might right. be more of a thing. Yeah, definitely Disney. But even like cruise ships, because I know how I, when I worked high-end customer service, mm-hmm. I thought of my job as being in character, mm-hmm. even where I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I can see where cruise ships, if, when you're seen by a guest of the cruise, mm-hmm. you're in character, especially since you sleep there and like you eat there, like especially because a cruise is so self-contained, like one of these camps would have been, I think that is a really good comparison because you have to go from like maybe I'm asleep to the second you see a guest. And so I thought that was interesting that it was a critique on these on this cultural item that I, I didn't even I've mm-hmm. never heard of. Mm-hmm. And and so it made it more interesting that Ben was the one that was most controlled by this, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. Ben is a working class character. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. in Ben's lifetime Ben probably, probably had been to a holiday camp mm-hmm. and now he's in a situation like a holiday camp that also has brainwash. And so he's a little more susceptible to it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which as Tardis Eritorum points out, uh, Elizabeth Sanifer, that that's also just a little bit elitist and um, classist, but it's still probably what, it's probably what happened. What yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, I also liked her because her view of the um, episode was that this was a direct critique of the concept of keep calm and carry on. 
Mm. Is that that's not that's not the way to go. No. And mm-hmm. I think that is what the episode is saying is sometimes you shouldn't keep calm. Sometimes and sometimes you should, you should really stop and say some fuck shit. shit up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's mm-hmm. what the doctor was saying the whole time. Yeah. So one of those episodes I think had a lot of potential, but I just don't think it, it fell did short. very well. It, it fell short. Yeah. For sure. It focused on the wrong parts almost mm-hmm. where they could have really gone into some of the social criticism. I think mm-hmm. they just kind of stopped mm-hmm. and went too heavy in the monster mm-hmm. realm, mm-hmm. which given the time period is what people are going to do. Yeah. But it's unsatisfying for me as a 20 blah, blah, blah viewer. <laughs> 20 whenever you're what, listening to this. <laughs> listen. 30. Just kidding. <laughs> in 2075. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree with everything that's been said. For me, I think this episode ranking wise, not that great. I mean, yeah. I'm going to say a five. That's not too bad, but it's like, yeah. I can't give it a four because it, it wasn't like. It wasn't bad. You know, I enjoyed it, but overall it just, like if I'm thinking more towards the end in our rankings, mm-hmm. like. I don't think, I think there might be better options out there. To me, it really, you hit the nail on the head when you called it a filler episode. Mm-hmm. It's a really good filler episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But a filler episode is not a good, like, not, we're not going anywhere in a filler episode. Correct. It's a great filler episode, which is why I also gave it like a 6.5. Great. What did you give it? A four? Four. Four. Yeah. No, five, five, five. five, five, five yeah. Five. You said you couldn't give it go. I couldn't give it a four. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's good. It's just not. Not great. So, you know what? None of it really matters because there's every chance that it could just all be swept under the rug. Was this story neat or not? Not neat. It's not neat. Mm -mm. It's not neat. Mm -mm. It's not neat. I finished my whiskey. Yes. Because I was so. I'm still perplexed as to like why this one was just kind of like low-key remembered. And it could be a new who phenomenon because I jumped in with new who that like maybe it's because like because of the renewal and everything that like it got like a new breath of life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. uh, but like the Macro Terror is like one that like. Like the last it. episode, I feel like if anyone needs to be revived, like that one was like that with the Cybermen and like yeah. the other two previous episodes, like those yeah but yeah and this one was like done really early i think it was like the seventh one to be reanimated yeah see and out of all of them i'm just not sure why we decided to go here because i mean maybe maybe the censored bits made it more fun to try to recreate i don't know yeah it wasn't necessarily my favorite no there's definitely been better episodes better I mean, the War Machines was much better. I mean, even from this writer, the War Machines was much like, better. What happened? That's what I'm wondering. Like, the quality of writing couldn't have been like, shouldn't that be? Yeah. The, it shouldn't be. You know, you know what I'm trying the to say. Disparity. Like, it's just, yeah, yeah. It was just like one was really good and one. Yeah. I mean, one was so good that it was in the top of all of our showdowns. All of our showdowns. And you know, for bad guys, for stories, for everything. Is not this even going to make it to a showdown. No, no, no. no. It will see better days. I mean, even looking at our rankings, I, I've been hard. I'm hard pressed to remember a story that we've ranked as low as this for a hot minute. Maybe the uh, the last one could have been the the the, the psychedelic one with Susan. 
Well, okay, but that's like episode, you know, like story fucking three. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's early season one. It's been a, it's one. Been a while. Yeah. We're on season four, folks, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> Look, I mean, we got a four and a 3.5 in there for score, character scores. We have not ranked that low in a long time. We have not time. ranked that low in a long time. I want to say maybe since Dodo probably haven't ranked a character that low in a while i don't even know if we ever went that low with dodo maybe with dodo Katarina. was bland maybe i don't know someone someone got a low i score. mean i feel like you went that low with ian but that's been <laughs> all a the hot time. minute all the time you know steven, <laughs> steven could have been that low steven could have probably been that low at some point too yeah. yeah you're right damn poor ben i feel really bad for him i mean me too but like what are we gonna do <laughs> He just wasn't great this episode. What am poor I going to do? Poor little white boy. Poor little dude. Carmi Rivers. Tears. Tears, tears, tears. <laughs> All right. So uh, <laughs> that was the Macro Terror. Yeah. Next week. What we got next week? What are we looking at? The Faceless Ones. The Faceless Ones. So is, is this like a Game of Thrones? We can just pretend it is. Headcanon okay. accepted. Cool. It's held on that tiny island. Yeah. Um, let's say this is pre-Arya. The men with no face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way pre-Arya. Pre-Arya. Okay. We'll see what it's like, but it's definitely in the cult. Or, yeah. what, were they a cult or a religion? I can't, I don't really know. I mean, both kind of low-key almost mean the same thing. If you really I get mean, down to brass tacks. Yeah. So next week, we'll talk about the faceless ones. The faceless ones. And OMG... Are we almost done with uh, the season? <laughs> yeah, we only have two episodes left. But I, that's I not the like, important part. What? What was the important part? Next week. What? Well, in two weeks, listeners. Is it our birthday? It's 50 episodes. Ooh. We should probably do something fancy. I mean, we might, but I'm also already saving like our nice fancy whiskey for the season for the finale. Should we do the nice fancy whiskey next episode or the, no, for the finale I, maybe we'll just do like a fancier dinner okay deal you won't hear about it listeners but we'll have something nice to eat. maybe we'll it talk about it is restaurant week still it is restaurant week yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bye guys bye people Thank you so much for tuning in this week. And we super appreciate every single one of y'all's support. (laughs) We like you a lot. We think you're really cool and we appreciate you a whole ton. And if you have any questions, comments, or whiskey recommendations, you can find us on Instagram at Doctor Who underscore on the rocks. Or if you're old fashioned like me, you can email us at mediaontherockspod at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, or leave us a review, or like smoke signals, or whatever you can do to help us. Paper airplanes are cool. (laughs) Yeah, you can. Send us a message in a bottle. Uh, Hot air balloon with like a banner behind it. Whatever you, oh, one of those uh, fireworks with a message. Ooh, a, dr- a drone display. A drone display. Advertising. That, could be good. Uh, that would be cool too. Anyway, or just tell a friend. Yeah. That would That's actually be the easiest Easier one. and cheapest. <laughs> easiest and cheapest. It would just be to tell a friend. Um, but anyway, you want to reach out. We love hearing from you. And we thank you for listening every other week. And we'll see you 
in two weeks. Bye. Cheers.